You're listening to Confidently She. I'm your host and body image coach, Rebecca Biggie, and I'm here to help you find your voice, embrace your body, and become the most confident version of you. Take a deep breath, because this could be the beginning of the rest of your life. Let's do it. Season four, episode three, the connection between body image and mental health. Uh, yeah. So I learned that I had a mental health issue when I realized that I had a body image issue, because if you struggle with body image, it's impossible for you to have good mental health. Body image is mental health. <laughs> like, and, and I think that that is a big distinction between someone who legitimately is struggling with an eating disorder. They have a physical, a very real and and obvious physical health issue as a result of the way they perceive their body. That's slightly different. But if you have a body image issue in general, that is a mental health issue. You can't have a conversation about mental health without including body image. And I think that that's overlooked in a lot of these conversations about mental health because we don't, we don't realize that our perception of ourself is hugely our perception, our perception of our body, huge. The way that we perceive ourselves is mostly based on our body and what we look like. And so if we're not talking about body image, when we talk about the mental health conversation, then what are we talking about? That's where I, that's where I would start now that, that I look back and realize, yeah, I actually did have a mental health issue because of how much I was obsessing over my body and my skin and everything about me looking a, a certain put together perfect way. What does that sound like? Sounds like OCD. <laughs> Sounds like you are obsessed with something and you're fixating on something and that is not healthy for your for your mental state or your emotional state and then that can manifest and grow into your physical well-being so a negative body image is a mental health issue and the way you perceive your body is a great indicator of where your mental health is cuz if you can look at your body with compassion and patience and kindness and support and understanding, you can look at a lot of other things in your life with patience and compassion and kindness and support and understanding and context. Context is a huge thing that a lot of us try to separate our context from our feelings and our struggles and our emotions. But our context is usually what's creating that. So when you think of body image, we try to think that this is a problem that we individually struggle with. Like, I just think that the way my body is shaped is unattractive. And this is a me problem. And it's it's just something that I'm going to have to deal with. That's what a lot of, I've heard a lot of women say. And the truth is, if you remove yourself from the cultural context that you grew up in, 
telling women that their bodies are supposed to look this way and only this way, you would not feel that way about the way your body is shaped. You wouldn't. So the context is what creates the feeling and the insecurity and the body image issues. So it's all about that context. And that's true of other mental health issues as well. If you're going through a breakup and you're having a really hard time with it and you realize the context of, well, I'm going through this breakup while not being close to my friends or family. I'm all on my own. And this relationship was really all that I had as far as social connection and really feeling known and supported and loved. So me going through this breakup without the social safety net of my friends and family, of course it's going to be harder for me. It makes a lot of sense that it's harder for me for this breakup compared to other breakups where the context was different. So that's to illustrate how important context really is. A misconception about body image is that it's connected to your physical health. And when you're at your most physically fit, you will also have your best and most confident body image. For someone like me to hear that that's how some people think is absolutely mind-blowing and baffling to me. I posted on Instagram the other day uh, this reel about some people, when I tell them what I do, their response that they say out loud to me is, oh, did you used to be fat or something? <laughs> like, like that's the reason that I used to struggle with body image is because I used to be really out of shape and really overweight and really fat. And now I look the way that I do. And that's how I got confident. And now I teach other women to lose weight, stop being fat and be confident in their body. And I literally look at them like, what, what do you hear what you just said? You're basically saying the only way that anyone could struggle with feeling confident in their body is if they're fat. Not only is that highly ignorant and fat phobic, but it also just like doesn't make any sense at all if you've ever talked to or met someone who is thin. <laughs> like, like, have you never been friends with someone who's thin before? Like, oh my God, we struggle a lot with being afraid that we're going to gain weight or being afraid that, you know, there's just so many things, right? I don't have to tell you. There's so many things. But apparently this is something that needs to be said and, and reiterated that it's complete nonsense to think that changing your physical body is going to fundamentally fix your body image. And I think that obviously, you know, this comes from these shows, right? That was like extreme makeover shows and the TV shows and movies that we watched growing up that showed ugly girl gets a makeover. Now she's confident and she's not so insecure anymore because, oh, the guy finally noticed her and liked her. That would never happen. You can't put someone in a different body and they suddenly change who they are. It takes a process of character development to change who you are and how confident you really are. Because a 
confidence is an inside job. Confidence is a thing that you feel and that you project out into the world. Other people can make whatever assumptions they want about how confident or insecure you may be, but the person who benefits from your real true confidence is you. And so if you aren't feeling it, then it doesn't do a whole lot of good if other people think you're confident, if you're sitting there worrying about what everyone thinks of you and comparing yourself to everyone else and, and thinking that you know, your, your body is the reason why you can't go out and enjoy your life. Like, it's not benefiting you if other people think that you're confident, but you're sitting there super insecure in your head, criticizing yourself. Like, what good does that do you? So that's why there's such a connection between body image and mental health. Like if your body image is actually negative, your mental health is going to suffer as a result of that. And, and another good way to know if you are on the right track or, or you're starting to get on the right track with your body image is how does your mental space feel? Does it feel lighter? Does it feel more clear? Does it feel like you're able to focus on other things because when I really struggled with this, my body, my face, what I looked like, what I was wearing, that took up my, pretty much my entire mental space. I thought about it constantly. It was the first thing on my mind in the morning. It was the last thing on my mind before I went to bed. Like it, it was my mental health and it was bad. It's kind of like when you're in it, you think, well, if I just fix all these things that I think are wrong with my body, then every, all these feelings are going to go away. But that logic is the same type of logic that would make someone think, well, I have a problem with being really cheap and really stingy. I'm a very greedy person. When I get money, I want to hold on to it and I don't want to spend it. I don't want anyone else to have it. I never want to pay more than I have to for something. But if I just had more money, then I wouldn't feel that way. Then I would feel okay spending money on this or that or whatever. And I'm not going to get into the topic of like actual poverty versus a poverty mindset. We're not going to talk about that. But more money is not going to fix that problem. If you have it in your heart that you are stingy and you are greedy and you will, you never want to pay more than you have to, you always want to pay less for something than what everyone else did. You're always looking for a deal or looking for a way to get a discount. Getting more money will not fix that. This has been proven. This is like tale as old as time. Having more money is actually going to make that problem grow. It's going to make it worse because you have more of this thing that you're obsessed with. The same is true for your body image. When you always want more, when you always want to improve, when you always want better, more is never enough. And even when you get it, you don't feel like you have succeeded. When you're obsessing over your body, like I said before, it's almost a form of OCD. Like it doesn't really matter if you feel a little bit better after, you know, doing the thing five times that you're always supposed to do or, or whatever, it's the fact that you shouldn't have to do that five times in order to feel good. So maybe you can go about your day and you can be perfect with your skincare regimen and be perfect with your exercise and perfect with your diet and perfect with everything. And at the end of the day, you feel okay because you were perfect. 
that's not a sign of good mental health. The ability to perfectly execute everything that you think you need to be and do in order to feel good doesn't make you a confident person. Does that make sense? If you're someone who struggles with OCD and you have to do everything five times, otherwise you'll freak out. Being able to do everything five times and feeling okay about it isn't a sign of progress or winning. A sign of progress and winning is going to be you not needing to do that five times and you forgetting if you did or didn't and it not bothering you. It's the peace of mind. That is the thing. So same is true with your body. It's not like, oh, if I fix all these things about myself or hide all these things about myself or nobody says anything about this thing about myself that I don't like, then I feel confident. Then I feel secure. Then I have a positive feeling about my body. No, because think of all the mental stress, the effort, the time, the control, the stress that it requires in order for you to complete that. And think of all the ways that it could go wrong. What a waste of time. In my opinion, to be honest, like what I would say to myself is, wow, Rebecca, what a waste of time. You spent your whole day, you spent your whole morning in the bathroom making sure that your hair looked perfect, making sure that your makeup looked perfect, making sure that this, that, and the other, that you were 30 minutes late to the thing that you were supposed to go to. And while you were there, you didn't enjoy yourself because you were constantly comparing yourself to every other woman in the room. Even if you thought you looked better than everyone else, even if you thought you checked that box and were like, yep, I look good. That's what you were thinking about. You weren't thinking about the reason why you were there. You weren't present in the conversations that you were having. You didn't get to enjoy yourself. And so what this always comes back to for me is if you aren't enjoying the process of what it takes to live your life and feel confident, that's not real confidence. That's you manufacturing this life that you feel like you're in control of and feeling good about the fact that you're in control. Does that sound like someone with good mental health? No, (laughs) no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. So let's talk about mental. Let's talk about our mental health. Let's talk about our brains because body image is all about your brain. Our brains are wired to keep us alive. They are wired to keep us safe and they haven't evolved much since we were in the cave days. And the things that we were afraid of were like dying, literally dying, being a social outcast, never being able to find people to love us because that meant we would die again. Because if you weren't part of the group, you were out on your own facing the elements, right? Our brains are wired to keep us alive and keep us safe. Everything we automatically do is a defense mechanism to keep us alive, That's what our brains are doing, trying to keep us alive. And this part of our brain has gone into overdrive because this modern living, very few things will actually threaten our lives. So this part of our brain that's supposed to keep us alert and keep us alive and keep us safe is like, oh my gosh, now instead of being afraid of tigers and bears, I'm going to be afraid of French fries and chocolate chip cookies. 
that is what I'm going to focus on. Because as a woman, it's no longer that, oh, I'm afraid that I'm going to die out in the wilderness. It's, I'm afraid that no one is going to pick me. I've been told and conditioned by culture that the way I look is the most important thing about me. And if I don't look this certain way that everybody likes right now for this decade, I'm going to be out and someone else is going to be in. So this part of my brain is going to be overactive to make me fearful of things that are totally normal that I shouldn't have to be afraid of. Your brain is trying to help you, but you need to tell that part of your brain, this is not the problem to solve right now. There is no problem to solve here. There is no threat. There is no danger. You are safe. Thank you, brain. But we are not in danger right now. I do not need to be afraid of snacking straight out of the bag instead of pouring out a portion into a bowl so I don't eat too many calories today. I don't need to be afraid of that. I don't need to stress about that. That's not something that my highly capable brain should be spending energy on today, actually. That's what I tell myself. I'm like, Rebecca, you're way too smart. Your brain is capable of way too many important, powerful things to be worried. That means spending energy. Worrying is spending energy. To be worried about something so stupid. (laughs) Like something so stupid and trivial and shallow. Like that's what it is. It is incredibly shallow. But again, you have to have that compassion because like, it's not, it's not my fault. It's not your fault that you've been trained to think this way about yourself. That's what everybody says about women. But it is your responsibility to reframe these thoughts and be like, hold on a minute. No, 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 no. I'm not going to think this way about my body if I don't do everything perfectly. I'm not going to think this way about myself If I don't look a certain way, I'm going to ask myself, why is the way I look the most important thing about who I am right now? So there's a huge connection. As you can see, there's a huge connection between a positive body image and good mental health. You can't have good mental health without a positive or neutral body image. You just, you can't. And anyone, I mean, you know this, like anyone who struggled with this can be like, ah, ha, 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 yeah, uh, my body image is my whole mental capacity. And I want to talk about before we end, I want to quickly touch on the difference between disordered eating and eating disorders, because I would say just about every person on the planet in like the modern world struggles with disordered eating. Disordered eating is where you do weird things when it comes to food. Like you make up all these rules. You have these rules about food where, oh, I'm not supposed to eat after this certain time or I have to drink a full glass of water between every or before every meal or counting all of my calories. Like you should not need to count calories in order to be a healthy individual like you you really shouldn't you shouldn't need to be weighing yourself all the time to be healthy you shouldn't 
have to order your salad dressing on the side. Otherwise, you'll feel guilty and like you've messed up and screwed everything up. Like, do you think that's normal? Do you think that is in order? Do you think that's that's normal? No, that is disordered. I struggled with disordered eating like for my whole my my whole growing up in high school and and college until I started to to think to myself, why the why the hell am I stressing about these these things every single day? Every single time I sit down to eat, I'm thinking, oh well, well what about this and what about that? And I gotta stay thin, I gotta stay skinny, like what, well, if I put coffee creamer into my coffee every single day, then that's going to be too many calories. And then that's going to stupid, ridiculous, like ridiculous fears that have been put in our mind by all of these, by, by diet culture. And diet culture isn't just the culture that comes along with diets. Diet culture is the culture we live in. It's the culture that makes everyone afraid of being fat. It's the culture that, you know, they have parts in these TV shows where the, the whole joke is that somebody's like getting fat and they don't realize it. And it's like all of these shows that we grew up on from the 90s and the early 2000s, like it's very much that culture. And even even currently, like that's part of the culture when you believe that being thin is healthy and you need to be thin at all costs and you need to be attractive at all costs. Otherwise, you're not good enough. And it's just ridiculous. So disordered eating is definitely an indicator of where your mental health is at. And then eating disorders is where that really shifts into, okay, now this is a physical thing that you are either anorexic, you are bulimic, you have orthorexia, which is when you have an unhealthy obsession with health, healthy eating. Um, the great part about all of this, guys, is you can fix this. You can fix this. Like, this is not something that you have to live with. This is not something that is just like the plight of women I thought for a, for a few years, like, well, this is just the way it is. Like, if I want to stay thin and if I want to be like a hot, sexy woman, like, this is how I have to treat myself. This is how I have to think about myself. This is how I have to motivate myself to work out. I have to be, you know, shaming myself into like, oh my God, you were so bad. Like, you didn't work out today. Like, oh, you're so lazy. You're so this. Like, picking myself apart is the only way that I'm going to be able to keep myself on the right track. And... <laughs> If I could talk to myself when I was, you know, 17, I would be like, guess what, Rebecca? This is what I would say. I'd say, I know that you think being harsh is the most effective way to get yourself in line, to hold yourself accountable, but being harsh will only get you so far because at a certain point you're going to ruin the relationship you have with yourself in exchange for these superficial outcomes that you think you need. You can get those outcomes without being harsh. You just have to be a little more creative. You just got to be a little better than that. 
That's what I would tell myself because that would piss me off. And I would be like, what do you mean? I have to be better. I am. I am the best. Is what I would think. And I would be like, really? Okay. It's, it's harder to approach accountability and consistency with compassion and curiosity and experimentation than it is with just like harsh drill sergeant type approaches. I mean, if you really think about this, like this just came to me right now. A lot of people who come out of the military, are they like happy, loving, like happy-go-lucky type people who are able to like adjust to society after coming out of the military training? Is that what you think of when you think of people in the military? No. You think of people who have had their like personhood stripped from them and they're so regimented and so used to being perfect and and perfect that they either completely reject everything that they all the structure that they learned when they were in like the literal drill sergeant when they were under the command of the the drill sergeant or they keep themselves on such a narrow path that if they ever deviate, they punish themselves. And it's a very, there's a whole process for them to reintegrate into civilian life. And I just don't want you to ever have that relationship with yourself. I don't want you to think that that is the only option for you. Because the way I live my life today, the way my body looks today, the way I eat, the way I treat myself, the way I exercise, the way I do everything, there, there isn't that drill sergeant getting me to do it. And in fact, now that the drill sergeant is gone, I'm a lot better. I'm more consistent. I probably eat way healthier than I used to when I would have that drill sergeant telling me what to do. So it's something to really consider, really think about. And and this is something that if you want to change your mental health and your body image, it is available to you. You can do that. And that's all of the work that I do through the Body Image Solution, through my book, through my coaching, all of it. So when you're ready, find what works for you, Find the program that you're most excited about because this can really be something that you you can fundamentally change your mental health ultimately because my mental health, my mental space has just been totally different these last five, six years and uh, so much happier for it. And I want everyone to experience this, this freedom and this just, you can enjoy yourself. That's what I have for you for this episode. Thank you. And I would love your feedback on these episodes. You're able to give feedback on Spotify directly. So if you want to put in the comments on Spotify, any ideas, anything you liked, anything you want to see more of, any topic ideas that you have, send them my way and maybe they'll make it into an episode. I don't know. 
you probably have some great ideas that I'm not thinking of. So I'd love to hear them. So until next week, I'm Rebecca Biggie. This is Confidently She, and I'll talk to you soon. Wednesday night and I am editing this podcast to go live tomorrow. <laughs> this is the downside of having a, a full-time job and managing a podcast all on your own and doing everything yourself. It's like you're, you you have to do it <laughs> or it's not going to get done.